You're listening to Cat Lee on the Aspire to Action podcast. Awesome job, guys. Hey guys, this is Kat Lee from the Inspired to Action podcast, and that was a little bit of a different intro. I recently did career day at my daughter's school, and so I had the class. I I talked about blogging, and I talked about when I used to work in radio. I wasn't a DJ, but I used to work at a radio station, and so neither of those things have any cool props. Some of the other parents are, you know, Uh, One flies planes, another builds robots that people use to teach CPR. And so he brought this robot in and the kids got to play with the robot. So I was like, well, what kind of prop can I use? I blog. I wasn't about to let them use my MacBook. So I brought in a microphone and told them that I would use them to record the intro for the next podcast. So that was my daughter's fifth grade class. And they insisted, as all fifth graders, I believe, would, that I include one of the girls' sneezes in there. So... There you go. I hope you enjoyed that intro. Uh, Well, today we're going to be talking about a pretty fun topic, and it's called How to Make Your Kids Forget You're Mean. And this is for those rough days that we have when when we've been kind of grumpy, maybe things haven't gone all that great. These are a few strategies to kind of offset that and to make your kids forget that you're mean. But first, I want to talk about a couple things. I have a few little announcements for you. Uh, First, I want to just say thanks to all you guys that have left ratings on iTunes. I really want to start doing this podcast a lot more consistently. And so your ratings mean the world to me because it gets the encouragement out there. And I've seen some really, really powerful reviews that you guys have written talking about rough days and and difficult circumstances, and then you get the email that the podcast is live and you listen to it, and it was just what you needed. And I love when God does that. He takes um, something that someone's put out there, and he lines it up with the exact moment that we need it. So I know that this podcast can be that for other moms. So when you rate it on iTunes, it gets that in front of them. So I want to thank... thank um, Mama to Tots for leaving a rating, LT1981, Laura MRS, and Lolly S. Cakes. Thank you guys so much for leaving a rating on iTunes. I really appreciate it. If you enjoy this podcast and you want to hear me chatting with other people, I am also one of the co-hosts on the Simple Mom podcast. I get to chat every few weeks with my friend Tish Oxenrider who runs the blog simplemom.net, and she has an amazing podcast that I believe comes out every single week. And each week she has different brilliant um, friends who are co-hosts like Emily Freeman and um, her sister Micklin. I'm sure I just butchered her name, but you know, the Nestor, I'm sure you've heard of her. Anyway, Micklin, I'm so sorry that I butchered your name. Okay, moving on, moving on. So check out the Simple Mom podcast. You're going to love it. And um, yeah. And then finally, with summer coming up, I wanted to give you a really fun tool that has just been released. My friend Jen from Quattro Mama, Quattro Mama meaning she has four boys, like quadruplet boys. I think she deserves some kind of award all by itself just for that because I have one boy. And, you know, I don't know, four boys. I'm way impressed. Anyway, on top of keeping four boys alive and happy, she has also written a fantastic ebook called Kid Ventures. And basically what it is, it is a list, not even a list. It is a book 
filled with 50 different adventures that you can do with your kids. And some of them are really simple, like go watch a sunset. But I love the way that she lays it out in this ebook. She lists supplies. I mean, she breaks it down for the least crafty people in the world like me or the people who might not think ahead to bring things. She lists out the supplies. She gives a little description of it. And then she gives helpful tips and resources. And this is for every single one of the activities that she has in here. So like for the watch a sunset one, she has supplies, you know, a beautiful setting. So a reminder to go to a field or a beach or a lake, warm clothing um, for after the sun goes down and a camera. And I just think that's I know for me, sometimes, um, and especially lining up with the topic that we're talking about today, sometimes I just need somebody to tell me what to do. I want to have fun with my kids, but I don't always have the creativity to come up with something new and fun and different right then. And that's what this ebook is all about. And you can pick it up. I'll have the link in the show notes. And it's filled, and it has obviously a lot more complex stuff than that. It even shows you how to build a toy zipline, like a zipline for your toys, which I think my son is going to love. And um, so not only does it look fun for me, my daughter was in my office the other day uh, to get some of her homework out of here. And apparently she saw this book and she comes out and she's like, Mom, can we do some of those things in that in that book that you have on your desk? And so I love that it looks exciting to her, too. So check that out again. The, the link will be in the show notes. And that ebook just ties in so well with what we're talking about today. How to make your kids forget your mean. I know that you've had those days, and again, with summer coming up here in just a few weeks, I'm bound to have those days, just to be honest with you. And my goal with my kids is really to make the great moments outweigh the rough moments. I can't be perfect all the time. I can't be perfect even maybe for five seconds. And so I just want to have the scales tip in favor of the great moments. So we're going to start off with my very favorite way to make my kids, anyway, forget that I'm mean. Uh, my favorite way is something that I like to call a PJ run. I may have mentioned this on the po- like an earlier podcast, I don't remember, but it is my favorite thing to do. And I actually, actually haven't done it in a while because my kids go to bed so late. Now that they're getting older, they go to bed so late that I don't always really want to wake them up again or keep them out any later. Anyway, but I need to do this pretty soon because it's been a while. But it's so fun and the kids love it and it is a fantastic memory. Um, So this is what a PJ run looks like. Basically, I I might even, if I've been grumpy that day, I'll kind of go with it or I'll just kind of act a little stricter around bedtime, maybe just to add to the drama of it. And so I'll say, all right, kids, we need to be in bed on time tonight. So I want everybody to get their teeth brushed and their PJs on and get in bed and there's no extra water and no getting out of, you know, just that whole routine. I'm sure, I'm sure that you've never done that. Um, I, however, do that on occasion. So I'll, I'll go through that whole routine and I'll get the kids into bed and I'll let them, I'll close all the doors once they get everybody into bed. And then I'll go and wait maybe maybe three, five minutes. Depends on how tired they are because I don't want them to actually fall asleep. Um, and then I'll go into each of their rooms or I'll run up and down the hallway and I'll say, Okay, kids, we're going on a PJ run. We're going to get ice cream. Come on, go, 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 go. Get in the car. Go, go, go. And I'll just act all wild and crazy. And then they'll run out and they have this like surprised look on their face. 
And then all of a sudden this look of realization that they're going to get ice cream and they're not going to bed, which is just the, you know, the pinnacle of childhood, not having to actually go to bed and then getting ice cream. How awesome is that? So then they'll go, we'll go in the car and I'll drive. I like to go to like Sonic or someplace where you don't actually have to go inside or you could go through a drive-through too. That's fine. But we kind of think it's fun just to be out and eat our ice cream out somewhere. Um... So, you know, when my kids were little, we might have gone into some place in their PJs because when they're little, it doesn't really matter and it's cute. But my kids are now almost 11 and 9 and 6 and they don't really want to go any, in anywhere in their PJs and I don't blame them. So we usually, again, go to some place like Sonic. And I have some friends who do different things, like maybe they're um, not wanting to necessarily spend the money to go out to some place. So they'll have a PJ run just in their house. They'll um, set while the kids after they put their kids to bed, they'll set up an ice cream bar at the kitchen table and have, you know, like sprinkles and marshmallows and whipped cream and stuff just to make their own little ice cream sundaes, which is awesomely fun. And then they'll go eat it outside. So there's all kinds of things you can do with it. But just the surprise element is really fun. And then obviously sugar makes everything better. Obviously, that's not a really healthy thing to say, but it's true. So. Uh, PJ run. Couple things to remember. Obviously, I've done this with my kids before. So if you've never done this with your kids before, you might not run around screaming in your house because that might be traumatic and you might have therapy bills in the future that you'll have to pay for. So you might do it a little bit more simply than that. And, and keep in mind your kid's temperament too. If they tend to be calm and quiet and shy and would be freaked out by something like that, then definitely do it at a different level and, and switch it up so that it works great for your kids. Uh, if your kids don't do dairy, then you could take them to go get a pretzel or, I don't know, you know, come up with something, a sundae or, not, I mean, not a sundae, a, what are they called? A raspa is what we would call them in South Texas. A snow cone, a snow cone. Um, so yeah, just make it work for you. But the, just the element of surprise, not going to bed and then going to get some sort of treat is super fun. And every time I do that, the next day, that's all my kids are talking about. And they've kind of forgotten that maybe I was a little grumpier than I should be uh, earlier in the day. And it honestly, it changes my attitude, too, because suddenly my kids are happy and excited. And so that makes me happy and excited. And then we're all just having a great time. So a PJ run. Another great thing to do is to have date nights with your kids. If you have more than a couple kids, we have three kids. And I found it's, it's really hard to get those in. But I'm trying to be more and more purposeful about it because I found them to be a real deterrent to misbehavior. When I spend quality one-on-one -on -one time with my kids and they get my attention and my ears without having to compete for anybody else, I find that they get along better with their siblings later on. I find that they listen and obey and they're just calmer and they, they act out a lot less. And so... Not only is our date nights great ways to, you know, make great memories with your kids, but it also just really helps your relationship with them. And, and I think it really creates a sense of significance in your kids. And so they're not fighting for that during the course of the day. So a couple date night ideas. Uh, we really like to go to Barnes and Noble with our kids. They love to read. And so we'll go there and usually there's a coffee shop like Starbucks in a Barnes and Noble. So we'll get something to eat or something to drink, and we'll read some books together. As my kids get older, though, I found that if I take my, my oldest daughter there, she'll just she'll pick out a book, and she reads by herself. So it's not anymore sitting and reading with my kids. It's sitting there and watching her read. 
And so we went on a date night recently and I had to, I said, okay, sweetheart, you can read that book, but every chapter you need to stop and we get to ask each other one question. And so we did that. And so I think I've learned my lesson that maybe Barnes and Noble isn't a great spot if I really want to have a conversation with my kids. Um, but at the same time, I think that daughter of mine, that particular daughter of mine is one that more prefers to do things side by side than she does have, than, than she prefers like face to face, just deep conversations. And so even though we didn't have a huge conversation on that particular date night, I think it really meant a lot to her just that I took her out someplace that she loves to go. And it was just us and we had a great time. So Barnes and Noble is a great place to go. You could also go to the library. That's a fun spot. And a lot of times libraries will have a little sitting area in the, in the front. So if you went somewhere and got a drink or a snack, you could go and get, check out your library books and then sit in the front area to, you know, sit and relax and enjoy them. You could also have a movie night with your kids. That would be either be taking them to an actual movie or I know even my kids just like watching something on the iPad, but they get to pick it. And it's just me and them watching it. And those two things make it really special. Dinner is also a fun thing. They get to pick the restaurant and we get to go out. And frankly, that's really fun for me too. Um, and then another option is just to serve somewhere. To serve um, maybe at help with the babies at the evening service at your church. Or go help in a food pantry. But having that opportunity to work along with your child side by side and serving somebody can be a great bonding experience. Another great way to make your kids forget that you're mean are having some simple traditions. So one thing that my kids love to do is, some of you may know that I work out of my closet. I'm actually recording this right now in my closet, you know, with like my clothes behind me. I've converted my office into, I mean my closet, <laughs> into a little office. I have a, one half is like as a desk and um, shelves and all that stuff. And then the back half is my closet where I actually have my clothes and things. But then underneath that, I've built like a little couch type thing where my kids each have their own little place to sit with their own little lights and books and, and stuff that they get to, to play with in the mornings. And so Particularly, my youngest son and youngest daughter love waking up early and they love trying to be the first one to come in here to be with me in the morning. And it's a very simple thing. We don't really do anything in particular in here. Um, well, it's not true. We have our little morning time, but it's not fancy. We don't, I'm not taking them out to get ice cream or anything. They just love the habit of being in here each day and they get that one-on-one -on -one connection each day. Um, another thing, another simple tradition that we do in our home is that after we go swimming during the summer times, a lot of time I'll take them to Sonic to get lunch. Half the time because I'm so tired from the pool that I don't want to make lunch. Um, so I'll take them somewhere out to lunch uh, after the pool. And another thing that we do is at Christmas time, we have, obviously this is only if you're mean around Christmas, but you, you know, you can take this idea and run with it. But we have a Christmas camp out. So we camp out in the living room. So I guess it's not outside. So it's a camp in technicalities. So we camp out under or by <laughs> the Christmas tree. This is just digressing. So we're not technically camping under the Christmas tree and we're not camping out. So we're camping in next to the Christmas tree if you want to be exact about it. 
But anyway, the kids love it. We turn on a Christmas movie. We put out um, inflatable mattresses. And I camp out with the kids in the living room by the Christmas tree. Again, you can use this for whatever tradition that you want to have. If every, you know, the first Friday of every month, if you want to have a sleepover with your kids or a camp out with your kids or whatever. Or another thing I do is I have sleepovers with my kids on occasion, especially maybe if my husband is out of town. I will, each kid gets a turn to have a sleepover with mom. And I'll go to bed when they go to bed. And we'll just, you know, I'll hang out in their room. Maybe we'll watch a little bit, uh, a little movie before bed. And I'll just have a sleepover in their room. We'll stay up and we'll chat and talk and all that good stuff. One other thing that I used to do growing up, I haven't started with my kids, but I think I'm going to, is we had national pizza night in our family. And that was actually every Saturday night we ordered pizza. And that was just something that we did. But to this day, I remember it because it was just a simple tradition that we did every single week. And it's a fun memory that I have of my um, home when I was growing up. One other thing that we do is story night. My husband loves to pick up books. There, are, There's a really great book by Sarah Clarkson, who is the daughter of Sally Clarkson. If you've never read Sally's books, you need to. She is truly one of the most amazing people I've ever met. She loves moms, and she is deeply passionate about encouraging them. So I'll include links to a bunch of her books in the show notes. But her daughter uh, wrote a book all about great books. So it's a book with lists of books for kids um, by like category and age and all that. And so my husband will look up books that she's listed in there and he'll check them out from the library and we'll just have story nights uh, with, with those books. And she's got some great, great books in there. Um, okay, so one other one other idea if you want to be fun and help your kids forget that you've been mean is to do something perfectly normal that you usually do but put a spin on it you can either name it or you can act it out so for an example for this would be like that national pizza night that i did with my family all it was is we just had pizza once a week something pretty normal but because my dad named it national pizza night it's that much more memorable and so you can take something normal that you already do consistently and just give a name to it, and it can make a huge difference. One thing that I do is, for example, we were watching, a, I think it was Baylor men's basketball. We're huge Baylor University fans. Baylor men's basketball was in the NIT uh, college championship game, which they won, if I remember correctly. Um and so we were all super excited about watching this game. Super excited. And we, you know, told the kids that it was on that night and we were all going to watch it. But instead of just making it a regular thing, I pulled a desk in front of the entrance to the kitchen. And I made little signs that said, um, you know, popcorn, two hugs, smoothie, three hugs, a uh, hot dog or whatever. I think we, I made pizza that night. Pizza, 10 hugs. And so it makes, basically I made a little concession stand. So it was just a regular night. We were just watching a sporting event, but I just threw out some signs that said that everything that I was going to serve for dinner cost something. And if they wanted it, they had to come give me hugs. And they just thought that was so fun. My husband handed them tickets and they had to give tickets in order to get into the living room to watch the game. And then they had to come over to the concession area and buy a snack. And just putting that little spin on something perfectly normal 
made it really fun and really memorable. So those are a few ways that you can help your kids forget that you're mean if you've been grumpy on any particular day. And really, y'all, what it comes down to is that our kids just want to be known and they just want to belong. And they want to belong to you individually, not just as a group. Sean Groves wrote a great post on simplemom.net about, uh, I don't remember the exact phrase that he used, but something like um, group parenting or herd mentality of parenting. I think that was it. And just the idea that our kids want to be individuals. They don't want to just be one of our kids or one of my girls or one of your boys. They want to be an individual and they want to be known. And so spending that individual time with them is just so important, not only for them, but really for your whole family to work together and thrive so that they already have your attention and they're not then competing with their brother and sister for your attention. So just take time as you know, whatever you can every day, just to sit and snuggle with the ones that are snuggly and sit and listen to the ones that talk and sit and play with the ones who like to do things side by side. And that's really the whole heart of it. Because when we remind our kids that we care about them and that everything that we are doing is from a place of love and because we want to know them and be with them, um, then they're not ever going to actually think that we're mean. So that's it. Well, that's all we have for this episode of the Inspired to Action podcast. But you can check out all the shows and other resources, including free ebooks and prayer calendars at my blog at inspiredtoaction.com. And if you think this podcast would encourage other moms, I'd really appreciate it if you would take a minute to rate it in iTunes. But I just want to say thank you so much for taking time out of your day to tune in. And I hope you've been encouraged and challenged and, well, you know, inspired to action. So don't forget that you are a mom. You're kind of a big deal. So go be awesome. Later.